Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Right now, you can get 25% off your first purchase of Strava Craft Coffee when you use code DNVR25. Not only do we love what Strava tastes like, and we pretty much run off of coffee, but it's also CBD-infused, and that helps with so many ailments. It's different for everyone. Check out their reviews, and you'll be blown away with people's stories about how Strava has helped them. They deliver straight to your door, and after your first order, you can get 20% off indefinitely with their subscription service. So check out StravaCraftCoffee.com today and try out their delicious CBD infused coffee. Be sure to use that DNVR25 code. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. As you may or may not know, I'm on the quest to find the strangest bets on a DraftKings Sportsbook. So my pick of the week, you've heard of the KBO, but have you heard of the KBL? AJ. No. All right. The KBL is the Korean Basketball League, not baseball. We're going over there. I went here solely because the names of the teams in the KBL are amazing. We have teams like the Daegu Pegasus. We have a team that does not appear to have a home location or sponsor in their name. They're just called the Orions. We have a team called the Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom! And a team called the Mobus Phoebus. <laughs> so, uh, I think we got to go with Sonic Boom. All right. We'll take Sonic Boom. Uh, they are favorites to win over the Thunders. Plural, Thunders. Um. <laughs> they're uh they're minus 115 to cover two and a half tonight at three in the morning colorado time so you can go with the sonic boom get your money my plan was to bet the under in all of these games because it's a basketball league i've never heard of which means they can't score that's kind of my concept with it uh <laughs> but in any case, go check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on our picks of the weeks or make maybe some more intelligent bets than I do. You must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, of course, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Let's get into it then. It has been one NHL game for the Colorado Avalanche. And they went from being down two starting lineup regulars to at least four, arguably five, depending on how you feel about the moves today. So we'll have a conversation about that. Um, but let's let's start here. Uh, we don't have to get into it too much. I feel like we probably both expressed our opinions on Twitter enough yesterday. But Gabe Landis got suspended for two games based on his hit on Kirby Dock. That happened. Yep. <laughs> okay. It's about what I figured we would we would get out of this conversation. Um, clearly, I, mean, it, I didn't it, think it was yeah. suspension worthy, but it happened. Yep. I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, you you and I disagree. We think that it's garbage that it was a suspension. Um, it's stupid, man. Yeah, I agree. It's 
I, I I don't understand how hitting a dude with the puck results in a suspension. I mean, plenty of guys get hit illegally every sure. year. Sure, if, if, if Landy punched him in the head like Dylan Larkin did to Matthew Joseph the other night, I totally. But he didn't do that. And he also got a penalty for boarding, which, like, I guess by the, the written definition of boarding, what Landy did was boarding. But. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it being a penalty. Uh, I It's not something that I'm going to argue. Like, I didn't think it was, but fine, whatever. If you want to call it a minor penalty, that's fine. I don't understand how you can possibly give two games for that play particularly and while you and I may disagree with it, the way the department of player safety works is they suspend based on result of the play and doc was completely fine. Didn't miss a shift Played the rest of that game. Yep. So I don't understand. I don't understand the wild inconsistency from the department of player safety. I was hoping maybe we would make it more than one game into the season before we had this conversation, but here we are. I bet George Paros did too, especially <laughs> after Kadri and like the, the postseason that he had, which is mm-hmm. pretty controversial. Uh, nights, nights two and three of the NHL season brought him. Like a lot of heat. Yeah. Immediate nonsense. <laughs> no rest for the wicked, I guess. Yeah. So I do I do want to talk about the landy thing though a little okay. bit because I I feel like I and the people are conflating different arguments here. Sure. Um I I have no issue with it being penalized because Doc was was in a very vulnerable position and it's it was dangerous, but also Doc put himself in the vulnerable position and kept himself there because he just decided he was going to keep yeah. playing the he puck. Actively continued to make a hockey play, right? And like usually, usually guys when guys go down, you know they don't just keep trying to play the puck. And I think it, the, the lesson the lesson that we got that, that we learned from this whole incident is not, hey, when you're in a vulnerable position, get rid of the puck, dumbass, it's, or you're going to get rocked because you have it. Hold on to it because no one's allowed to hit you. We learned that every single zone entry on the power play, yeah. a guy should go down to one knee along the wall. Because, because if he's not you. allowed, if you're not allowed to hit him in that position, and the response is, "Well, just just take the puck from him and go the other way." All right, great. My, Nathan my... McKinnon should go down on one knee every single time yep. that he's trying to get through center ice. Every single time he's trying to get across the blue line, he should just straight up turn it into the turn it into a quarterback slide. My, if you're if you are untouchable in that position, despite putting yourself in it. And continuing to try and make a play with the puck, then you should. Ex- this should be something that it gets exploited like, right. by every I'm team in the league. One hundred percent with you on that. My argument was: look, every fifteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old that's just starting their junior careers, they should start practicing puck handling on one knee as much as possible. And Straight all of a sudden, up. you get a bunch of kids who are really good at this. You can't take the puck away from them with their stick. This and is these dudes true. are untouchable. It it's have you ever seen that um I forget the guy's name. There was a UFC fight. Maybe it even wasn't UFC, but some MMA organization where you can't kick a grounded fighter, right? Yeah. So he would just stay on one knee and like kneel around the room around this guy who was big into kicks. So he couldn't get kicked. Right. And it was, you know, obviously an awful fight, and the rules were immediately changed after because that was some BS. But that's exactly what it made me think of. And I just... Like, I... It was a penalty? Yeah, sure, whatever. And the two minutes was well-earned. And there is, in no universe, an argument that what Landis Cog did was not stupid. Yep. And dangerous and predatory. 
it was stupid. Especially when you bring game situation right. to it. It's really to go completely unnecessary in the game, like, no doubt. But I, uh, but Hampus's comment that he'd let go of the puck way before contact, buddy, watch it in full speed. It, it All right, was not... Quit, you need to stop watching it frame by frame in slow motion and remember yeah. that. All of this happens very quickly, Too and it was it, it in in real time. It's pretty Two bang bang. There. Two things there. One, yeah, in real time, there's no universe where that was a late hit. It was definitely on time. Two, look at where the play happens. If Landy gets there 0.2 seconds earlier, Doc doesn't get the red line, and that's an icing. I, well, and I mean, he's he's three or four feet from the boards. Yep. Like it, it, uh, because Landy hits him sideways, he goes flying into the boards, and which is why, hey, it's dangerous. But I'm, but, and I'm, and I'm good with it. But like, what's your, whatever. Like, it, it, yeah, it was, why did he do it in the first place is a totally fair question. It was stupid. Yeah, it it was unnecessary, but But I am saying, like, some decision. There is. Like, there's an explanation of, look, Landy is trying to force Doc off the puck there because if Doc just sends it down the ice, the Avs get an icing call. And it's, you know, they get a face on the offensive zone because Doc didn't make the red line. But, yeah, still dangerous. I still understand. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, like, we should be plowing dudes into the boards all the time. But, yeah, you also have to, Doc can't just be on one knee playing the puck unless he can. And then we're about to see a drastic shift in how zone entries happen in the league. Right. Like doc doc is like, he loses his balance. He's going down and then he's on one knee and he continues to play the puck. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but you're still, if, if you're, if you're still trying to, if you're still trying to do something here, you're committed to getting hit. Like it's not the other player's responsibility you're in a vulnerable position like don't go kill the guy and i think that was a lot of people's problem with the hit from landy is they he hit him and drove through him like he smokes him he smokes him and it was it was totally unnecessary but that's why penalties exist like that's why it's like it 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 feels like it feels like every every single time there's a big hit in the game we're having this conversation of is this suspendable or not yep and I just like he he was penalized. They could have they could have scored on that power play and climbed back in there, climbed back into the game because of that decision, which is why, again, like from a perspective of it was absolutely a stupid thing to do. Like a stupid thing to do, and it shouldn't have happened, but. Unnecessary, yes. Suspendable, I don't think so. Right, like that, and and then two games on top of that, like. Well, and and, and, and it's not, and, is... and it's not like it's not like Landy's got a lengthy history of boarding here. His well, previous his previous suspension history is like uh, he elbowed Martian in the head. And he cross checked Kachuk, like, the, and these, these the were all like years hard, ago. The part that's hard for me about the two games is you had an extremely similar play happened in the preseason with Blake Coleman. And he only got one regular season game for a play where a player goes down is on his knees and Coleman boards. The boarding is significantly worse. He boards him directly in the numbers. It's up against the wall. He's the reason the guy fell over. The guy did not try to play the puck. Everything about Coleman's play was significantly worse than what Landy did. And he gets one regular season and one preseason game. Landy gets two regular seasons. It's it's the same conversation we have every year about the inconsistency of the Department of Player Safety. Well, and, and when you think about why the Department of Player Safety ex- exists, it's to protect players. And that's not happening. Yep. And they're not accomplishing anything that they should be accomplishing with it, which is, Hey, we're here to legislate the really bad hits. Mm-hmm. These like nickel and dime suspensions are ridiculous. 
and especially with the way that uh, with the way that they have have publicly gone out and and gone out and said, "Hey, we pub we punish injury. If you hurt a guy, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a closer look at it. We're gonna consider that a little bit more." Yeah, and Kirby Doc was completely fine to look at all of the factors in that situation and come away and say that there was a two game suspension there. I I just for me I just I'm done uh, I'm done George Peros is awful at his job uh, and this was after last seat last last playoffs where they threw an eight game suspension at Nazem Kadri for an unbelievably bad hit yep. on Justin on Justin Falk the exact kind of hit that they have spent a lot of time trying to legislate out of the game yep and I had I my issue was the length. Because Ryan Ryan Reeves, what four games later, like drives drives Graves' head into the ice and puts and gets, puts his entire body weight on him and is like ripping hair out and, and it's, it's just, two games and it was just like it, it, it none of this is hockey related. Didn't even get suspended for the series. None of it was hockey related, and he got two he got a two game suspension. Yeah, and ridiculous. it's just it, it's 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 insane and then today you've got dylan larkin gets suspended one game for literally sucker punching a dude in the face right <laughs> again not a hockey not a thing that is happening during a play in which like there's a puck battle or anything going on and it just goes the wrong way which is how some of which is how some of these you know some of these these suspensions come about is that you know, a guy turns and he boards him and it's bad and everybody agrees and he feels bad and he's like, look, I really didn't mean to do it and blah, blah. There's nothing unintentional about uh, unintentional about what Dylan Larkin did. You think Kadri's he just straight up smoked to... that guy in the face. You think Kadri's trying to rip people's heads off on purpose? Like, come on. Like, uh, he gets, he got one game for punching that guy in the face and yep. Gabe Landeskog in the, in the context of there's a universe to, where Lane's to, making a hockey play, even if it was overly aggressive. I mean, it was certainly overly aggressive, but even as it stands, it's in the context of the game. Yep. He's attacking the fucking puck carrier. <laughs> like, yeah. in, how is it that you are punishing guys who are making hockey plays in the context of an actual game more than this other nonsense? You know, Tom Wilson bodies Artemi Panarin, and they're like, all right, cool. We'll take 0.00006% of your salary from you. <laughs> you know? Oh, but he's going to notice that. You taught him a lesson. You know, you, you Dylan Larkin punches a dude in the face. Just just sucker punches a guy in the face. He gets a game. Yeah. But I... Landis Cog hits the puck carrier, albeit in a dangerous and vulnerable position. That was penalized in the game, and he gets a two-game suspension. These people are awful at their jobs, and they need an adult in the room because clearly George Peros is a fucking moron. And normally, as a member of the NHL media, I try to I try not to go hard on people. I try and be understanding of this, and I try not to like. Hey, these are people that that work in the world that I work with and relationships and all that. George Peros is awful at his job. George Peros is awful at his job. And he has a thankless job. There's no doubt that it is a very difficult job to do, but he sucks at it. And you can't you can't convince me otherwise just based on evidence here, just based on how he handles this. You look at all these different you look at all these different conversations and it just doesn't make it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, uh, and he he shouldn't be employed by the NHL. The NHL needs to overhaul this department and come out with some clearly stated guidelines and goals, and actually start to make some sense at least at some point in its history. Because they're not they're not legislating out bad hits; they're just punishing guys randomly and wildly. It's for pray, for spray and pray fire. That makes no sense. And you look at any two random plays and you don't know if you're getting a 10 game suspension or a fine or nothing. It, it, the it, 
the meme wheel of destiny has been around for a while, but it might as well be that department might as well just be a wheel that they spin. Yeah. Larkin, Larkin, Joseph, again, Joseph was penalized. Yep. And Larkin, like Larkin doesn't have, you don't just get to punch guys because you're mad and you're looking to take revenge. You don't get to just, just sock guys in the face. Which is why he's been suspended. But to do it for one game, like you're not playing hockey at that point. You're having a little bitch fit. Yep. And I, I you want to talk about you want to you want to rem- you he wasn't penalized for boarding. All right, that's bad. Then I, I thought mean, he I thought he had been both, but that's bad. That was very clearly boarding. I, uh, that's not being penalized on the ice is an entirely different conversation about an entirely different group of people and the referees, which we probably don't have time to get into on this show. Yeah. We do have other things to get to, but yeah. this is, this pissed me off, man, because I just, I, I know, I know it, it was, it was frustrating and it's, and it's not like, this isn't some grand anti-avalanche conspiracy from me. No, of course not. And I want to stress that because there are people out there who are like, the homers are mad. Like, it blow it out your ass, okay? These guys are bad at their jobs. It, it and has... it, it, there doesn't seem to be any amount of level of being upset that hockey fans can do to convince the league that something needs to change. Yeah. And... But it's unfortunate because now with a huge with a huge opportunity with the switch to, to ESPN and TNT, this stuff is going to be magnified. And these guys are all fucking incompetent. The entire department is run by idiots. And, and that's the struggle, right? Is like you said, it's a thankless job. Obviously none of the fan bases are going to like it no matter what, but the problem comes in when, Landy's suspended for two games and sometime in the next month, there's going to be a nasty hit that gets no games. And then sometime in the next month, there's going to be a, a questionable hit that a dude gets five plus games in. And the entire, the entire league is going to be standing here going, we have no idea what the punishment is for anything. Yeah. I mean, we you have are, no clue. You already have a league that doesn't know what goaltender interference is. Yep. And now, now when you're getting into what's punishable, every single hit now is in play. Yep. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know how there's any way for Nazem Kadri to feel comfortable making right. a hit in this league anymore. He, he has to, he's walking on eggshells. Yeah. If, if, if hits like that get you suspensions, like. I, yeah. But. I, I'm. I don't know, man. All right. Well, hopefully you... I don't know what this means. <laughs> you you know if a bunch of guys get suspended, then they don't play games, and your chances of losing future games goes up. Hopefully you all are better at assessing dangerous situations than George Peros. Or at very least, hopefully you at least have the tools for the job, because you don't want to get it wrong when it comes to shaving your balls, all right? You don't want to get suspended for two games in the bathroom. It's not a pretty look. Trust me. Uh, (laughs) You also don't want to... You really don't want a 5K fine. Expensive. All right? Don't we don't need we don't need video evidence of you. What's what's cheaper, a five a five K fine or going out and getting all of the products from Manscaped to make sure that you get it right? Exactly. I, I think Manscaped is about four thousand nine hundred and sixty dollars cheaper than a five K fine. Uh, so go to Manscaped, use code DNVR to get twenty percent off, and if you get the perfect package four you get free shipping as well. They got the lawnmower trimmer. They got the deodorant, they got the toner, they got the uh, the weed whacker as well. Whatever hair you need to take care of and the rest of your body too. Breath mints, you want to smell good, they got you top to bottom. Don't be the Department of Player Safety when it comes to your private parts. That's all I'm saying, all right? Uh, check out manscaped.com today. Please use that DNVR code. Excuse me, while you're at it, also... You know, come on down to the DNVR bar. We have tons of exciting stuff planned. 
obviously, uh, if you're a member and you've seen the event on Saturday, buy your tickets. We can we can talk about this now. We can um, talk about it a little bit, yeah. Yes, we can we can actually get into some of this just because uh, uh, I mean altitude and everybody else. Yeah, there's there's has already talked about, about it. it. Yep, which is why we weren't allowed to talk about it because it, we weren't really. We, we didn't, didn't want to. We the, didn't want what yeah. the game was. Yeah, we didn't. We weren't. We weren't the ones who were allowed to spoil the surprise of all the people who were going to be in town for Pierre Lacroix's yep. uh, banner raising ceremony tomorrow. Yep. Uh, but we will say that uh, some of the guys who are coming in town are going to be attending the bar tomorrow after the game um, for our private event. That's the private event. Is that? Uh, DNVR and Lacroix Hockey have kind of teamed up to make DNVR Bar the the bar to be after the event tomorrow. Um, the official, like the Lacroix family, will be there, uh, and a handful of these guys, <clears throat> a handful of the guys that are going to be in town for the ceremony, will be at the bar hanging out. Um, it's a members only, um, a members only thing. Uh, so if you were in the Discord or, or got one of the email blasts that got sent out for being a member, uh, then you have, I still think that there's a couple of limited tickets left, but I don't know it, that there's many at all. It's super limited. Yeah. <laughs> so and... if you want to go, like, get them very quickly because. <clears throat> yeah. When Obviously we say private tomorrow. event, we mean private. Like, yeah. after the game, we're kicking everyone out and only people with tickets can stay. Yeah, and we will. Uh, there, we're not. We're not a hundred percent certain that the timing is going to work out the way that we want it to. But if uh, we do get a good break from the universe, uh, we are hoping to have Adam Foot, among others, uh, come on to the post game podcast tomorrow. If uh, if nothing else, it might not end up being a live post game, but we'll certainly have something from talking to those guys. So it should be fun, one way yep. or another. Uh, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be uh, be an absolute blast. Uh, yeah, get my lawnmower signed. You know how it goes. Got to do it. Uh, anyway. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, all right. So we kind of we've wrapped up the Landy conversation. Which the point, bullshit. the ultimate point being here, though, whatever you think about it is he's suspended for two games. We also know at this point, it looks like Nathan McKinnon will not be back for Saturday. Well, there's still a chance, but I think everybody is more or less preparing for the reality that McKinnon is not only out for that game, but a couple more. Add on top of that, Valnachushkin is now week to week. We saw him hurting during the game with that. He kept looking at his wrist. Yep. Um, he was uncomfortable and uh, finished it out, but that's a man. That's such a bummer. And there are a couple other play, players dinged up but expected to play in yep. Helm and Burakovsky. Darren Helm, Andre Burakovsky hurting but not uh, not to the point where they are expected to miss tomorrow's game. So, on that note, the Avs were only running 12 forwards. Which means, with Landy out and Nechushkin out, they were necessary to make two call-ups if they wanted to run a 12-forward lineup. Yep. They ultimately ended up making three call-ups because they decided to send Alex Newhook to the AHL. Yep. So we're going to talk about all the facets of this. Where do you want to start, AJ? So some of this, I am of the opinion some of this is money yep. um, because this happened at the very beginning of the season. The ads have not had an opportunity to, to bank any of the cap Bonus space. cap, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then while Newhook is cheaper than Ranta, uh, it's negligible mm -hmm. across like a daily cap hit. It's negligible. A couple hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. And literally. 
Yeah. Um, and I think that the team has liked what they've seen more from Ranta because he's he plays a simpler game and it's a lot easier for him to adjust and slide into whatever role that is being asked of him. Uh, I think he's looked more comfortable than new hook right now um, in the NHL because of that exact reason right now. New hook is a man. He's searching for a role, searching for a position. Uh, doesn't look comfortable at wing. He's to be honest, he's never looked comfortable at wing. He's always been at his best when he's been a center. And I think that, uh, and I think that Ranta is a guy that they're just more comfortable with just skating up and down the ice and being a big guy that goes and runs into people. And that exact description is why I also think Curtis McDermott is probably going to play forward. And then some of the, some of the, the money implications I think come into it and, that's why you've got Mateau and Megna who are at 750k and Sakura at 800k. Sakura instead of Sherwood, they went they spent the money on that one. Uh and, and we'll get into the other call-ups in a little bit. This New Hook situation. Look, if New Hook is down in the AHL for a handful of games, we Fine, like whatever, we get we but... get this comment from this person every single show. We get it. We yep. understand how you feel. Yep. Um, but I do find it a little bit interesting that look, this was a great opportunity to give New Hook a look in the top six. Um, I'm if uh, I struggle. I, think, I struggle there just because I think he's. I just think he's played so poorly. And and I think you can make an argument for him not having earned it. But I also struggle with the concept of demoting him to the AHL after a single NHL game this season. It it feels like well, he also he also had a pretty uninspiring preseason. That's true. And so it feels like this is more of the same. That said, I mean, if we're talking about merit, what have any of these guys that just got called up done to right. deserve in, it other than being old? In a situation where oh. all of a sudden your four of your bottom six players are AHLers, let's be real. That's the time you decide to send them down. It's certainly a weird look. I'll put it that way. I don't think it makes a ton of sense in this specific situation to send new hook down. Uh, I mean, I think it makes sense. Uh, that wasn't something that I thought surprised me. Okay. I mean, we, we talked about why making the opening night roster just isn't that big of a deal because you're always on shaky ground when you're one of those young kids. Anyway, I think the most surprising part of, and this is the, the name that I don't understand not being yeah, part of this. I already know what's coming here, but, but I, yeah, I mean, I don't understand how Mikhail Maltsev is your last cut and is the guy that had looked the most comfortable as a role player, and then you don't bring him up. His cap hits only essentially 800K. Could have easily made that money work the same. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get, like, I, I don't know how much space they have. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how up against it they are. But, like, Shane Bowers is the most expensive call-up that they had available to them yep um so i i and i certainly wasn't him ex expecting him to be the guy anyway but Maltz, Maltsev is 9k more expensive than dylan sakura and showed quite a bit more yeah i, I agreed i don't think so that's the part the, the the lack of Maltsev is the only part of this that makes no sense to me especially yeah. like like sakura played like shit in the preseason and mattel like didn't missed, look good. Yeah. Like missed half of camp because of COVID stuff, and then didn't didn't do a whole lot. So certainly, from the perspective of having earned the opportunity in in preseason and camp, I don't think the call ups make any sense. But okay, well, Peter did the math for us. Sending Newhook down gave the Avs two point three zero six million of space. 
Mato, Magna, and Sakura make exactly 2.3. So they had to save five thousand dollars yeah so they didn't way. so they didn't necessarily have the extra they'd have been a, a fraction over with new hook instead of sakura or something well with malsev instead of mattel well so. i mean anyone any any more dollars essentially at that point right and they'd have been over however you get to those more dollars yeah if they freed up 2.3 and used exactly 2.3 yeah i mean that's That is cutting it super close. So the reality I then think, I think part of the reason that New Hook goes down is because of the of money. money. I, I agree with that for sure. I'd... But like he's also just not played particularly well. And instead of instead of watching him languish like you did with Jost for a while, uh I think that, you know, I getting him getting him down with the Eagles for I don't know. I, I look if he's down there for two months, I'm I'm gonna yeah, be annoyed. That's a problem, right? He can't he can't spend significant time down there. It's a if it's a handful <laughs> of games, sure, whatever. JT Confer was not getting waived. We have got to get past this. <sighs> JT Confer was not getting waived or bought out or traded or any of that stuff. That was not happening. It's. We've just got to get past what did not happen that you wanted to over the summer. We've got to move on. And and I think the reality for this call-up situation as a whole for the Avs is from the beginning, Landy gets suspended, Nachushkin gets hurt, the Avs have immediately switched into, okay, let's get through the next two games. Once the next two games are over, McKinnon will be back, Landy will be back. This is fine. It it does have. I mean, Nachushkin week to week opens this up. Um, There's there is one spot which becomes extremely interesting because it's a top six spot that's going to be open longer term than just the immediate two games. Yeah, but JT Comfort balled out against Chicago. Come on, guys. Are we ever going to give the guy an opportunity to bounce back from last season, or is is he going to have to? Is is last season going to hang over his head forever? Genuinely asking, like, does he get an opportunity? Because we're 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 blowing off the fact that he was really good against Chicago. Yep. So, moving on from the JT Confer thing, I have to hide the chat from AJ, or he's going to stick on this forever. Uh, yeah. This how how does this affect the immediate two games? Because the Avs lineup is markedly worse. Is is this a don't worry too much about the results of the next two games situation, or are these still games I mean, that the Avs can realistically win? Look, you you have you go out and you have you have a you still have a great defense. Um, I am convinced that we're going to see a kick ass version of Kale McCarr because usually when he now has really quiet off, games, yeah. <laughs> really quiet yeah. games are usually uh, answered by him breathing fire. Um, and, and look like you, you paid Darcy Kemper. Yeah. You, you paid, I should say you paid for Darcy Kemper. They have yet to pay him, but you paid for Darcy Kemper to go out there and do your thing. Like, like you have a, you have a top tier defense, even without Devon Taves, you have a top tier defense and you have a top tier goaltender. You should be competitive. Now you're missing two thirds of the league's top line. Great, that just opened. This is this is just opening the door for my guy Miko to continue to 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 really begin that 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 heart trophy push. <laughs> so and but it's yes, like you have to understand the the significant impact here. You look at the Avs top six, and you're going from a top six where there were five guys that you are excited about every night in Colorado to you now have. Miko and Kadri, and then Berkey. a less than 100% Berkey. Yeah. Three spots that are going to be filled by guys that, let's be real, are likely going to have to play above their head. And then you have a fourth line that is essentially you're going to play at six minutes a night. 
extremely minimally, right? Yeah. So you're left with this weird group of middle six-ish forwards that are going to have to find a way to get the job done. Yeah. I mean, Tyson Jost has to step up, dude. This is no longer this guy is surrounded by good good players or whatever, but Tyson Jost got to step up. Andre Burakovsky got score. You know, like Miko Rantanen's got to dominate. He's got to be. He's got to be the man here. So you know, there's got to they they've got to they've got to bring like those guys have to bring the thunder. Sam Gerrard got to play better than he did against Chicago. Yeah, Kale McCarr got to be better than that. Like they, those guys have to be better. You know, JT Confer's got to have. Well, look, he's he's gonna have five shots on goal again. I'm not saying he's going to score, fine. yeah, but that's like like JT Comfort last year. One of the biggest issues that you had with his play was he just drifted through games and didn't do anything, you know. And him having ten shot attempts, even with some of those being, even with some of those being like force fed to him on a power play that was kind of ridiculous. Uh, was still a, a a guy who impacted the game pretty consistently I throughout. Mean, so guess what? The power play for the next two games is going to be a lot of continuing to force feed <laughs> JT Comfer. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we J, JT Comfer. We just we or with Shane Bowers. We just talked. He's the most expensive guy. So the org doesn't hate Shane Bowers. Yeah, this is a significant portion of these moves is because of money. Yeah, some of this is definitely, um, some of it is definitely money. Not all of it, but some of it. Yeah, but it it also, like, when you have Shane Bowers on an ELC at $200,000 more expensive than the other guys, and you are $6,000 from the limit, (laughs) you have to make a decision there. It's uh, don't do it's that. tight to say the least. Uh, during game two of the season, this is this is such a dumb opinion that if you if you guys all knew what you were talking about, you'd be working for the abs because it, it just don't. That is this is not no. People are allowed to have opinions. It's definitely yeah. That's why our show exists. You, we're allowed. We don't to, like, work for we, the abs either. <laughs> yeah, we might, we might, we might smack them down every once in a while, and we, and we might make asses of ourselves being wrong, like blatantly wrong about shit. But people are allowed to have opinions. Nobody is sitting here saying that they're smarter than Joe Sackick. But no. I mean, that's also the same guy who traded a fourth round pick for Curtis McDermott, which was stupid. The whole thing with suspensions is that they still count against the cap. That's yeah. the punishment. Um, but you know, no, you have to be on LTIR. Correct. No one is on LTIR because if you go on LTIR, you have to miss thirty days. I believe it is. Yeah, I think it's ten games or or thirty days. It's a minimum of ten games, and I think I'm not sure it's thirty. I thought it was twenty four days, but maybe sure. Yeah. Either way, longer a than minimum of, yeah. of that. <laughs> Right. You are you are committing to to that, and no, there isn't any cap relief on that right now. Can't get cap relief on McKinnon because they're not going to move him off the roster. There is no COVID protocol situation with the roster anymore. It's just he can't yeah. I you know I I actually I have not actually read this year's uh COVID stuff. So I don't, I don't actually, I was just assuming, but I actually don't know what the COVID, COVID exemption for cap stuff actually is. Pretty confident there isn't one. Don't uh, go look it up if you're 100% sure, because I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty confident that there is no exemption to cap if your guys are missing time for COVID Um, is what it is. Yeah, I'm just not sure. Oh, yeah, this is the part where they just talk about it. Make sure everybody gets vaccinated. Um, All right. 
I'll continue to try and find keep, this. You keep looking. We go. In the meantime, look. There are pretty much no expectations at all from any of these call-ups, correct? These are... Just survive. Just yeah. survive. This is 100% about just surviving. So, you know what? If you want to treat your meat with a little bit more respect than the abs treat the meat of these players' bodies, certainly the way George Peros treats the meat of players' bodies, go get Hassle Cattle Company. They're unbelievably delicious meat, whether it be their Wagyu beef burgers or their amazing steaks. They have a ton of delicious meat for you to eat. They got bone-in ribeyes. They got tomahawk steaks. They got New York strips, sirloins. You name it. Hassle has you covered top to bottom. You use code DNVR10 when you purchase online at HassleCattleCompany.com to save 10% on every single order. So get over there. Check them out today. Any orders over 200 bucks, you get free shipping too. Go get yourself some damn good beef with hassle. Then check out Chevalier Mortgage, both Mike and Virginia. Been doing it here in Colorado forever. With prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make this bubble work for you. Mike is a certified financial planner, so he can take care of everything you need when it comes to whether it be refinancing or looking for your first home loan he'll look at your entire financial picture and find the right move for you you can check them out at dnvrmortgage.com get uh, or call virginia directly at 303-257-6578 last certainly not least green mountain dental group Best damn family dentist in the Denver metro area. They're over in Lakewood, just 15 minutes from downtown. When you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with these guys, they hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. They've been doing it forever. If you haven't gotten in yet, uh, you got to you gotta get in. They're, look, nobody likes dentist work. Green Mountain Dental makes it as, as good as you can make dentist work. Let's be honest. They do a very good job. They take care of you. They always remind you when you have stuff coming up and what you need to do. So check out Green Mountain Dental Group today uh, and go make sure you're taking care of your mouth meat. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Looking at the immediate for the Avs. Obviously, they have St. Louis coming up. A, a big game for, for more off-ice reasons than it is on, I suppose, for Colorado, given that this is the, the Pierre Lacroix ceremony stuff. But the only real impact that we're going to see long-term here is who moves up to the second line. I mean, who moves up to the first line, man? But that's going to stop as soon as McKinnon and Landis got come back, right? Sure, but they, they they could be looking at at least two more games of this. Uh, certainly at least one. Uh, and then Landy will be gone for the second, no matter what. So I, I guess let's start there. How do you how do you create the top line? Obviously Miko's gonna be there, but do you Yeah Miko and Kadri I think are the givens. Yep. And then you have that other wing. Yeah, um, with all the changes today, I wish I actually had their full roster just sitting in front of me to drag and drop pieces together. Um, boy, you know, talk about undue promotion, but you might throw a sample Ranta up somewhere. I was going to say, just send it with Ranta on, on one of the top two lines. Yeah, because yeah. I think I think what you want to do is you want to try and spread some of it out. Yeah, I... I... I'm actually with AJ in this one. I think you probably keep Berkey away from Kadri and Rantanen. Yeah, and then I would have, I would probably have Comfer as your two C. Yeah, and then I would have Jost as three C. Okay, so your top six is something like Ranta, Kadri, Rantanen on the top line, Comfer, Berkey, yeah. and Hold then on. what on the left wing? Let me, let me pull some some details up here get start digging into it on cap yeah so i would i would have so that's what i would do i would do ranta uh i would do ranta kadri rantanen rantanen 
just so I could make Connor's life as difficult as possible to call the game. <laughs> then Berkey, Comfort. Um, yeah, so, and then left, left to right. Man, you run out of guys that you want to yeah. play there really fast. Yeah, the, the, that sixth guy in the top six is just not going to be a good answer, full stop. Yeah, honestly, I probably would go like Sakura. Someone with some shooting ability at least. Yeah, and then and then Comfer and Burakovsky. So then you're left with like you end up with Jost, and then I would yeah Connor as your third line or something. That's exactly what I. That's exactly what I would do. Okay. The third line would be Helm, Jost, Just and then O'Connor. Try and be the most low event line in the history of hockey. <laughs> yeah, and then I would have, and then I would go Mateo, Magna, and McDermott as, as the as fourth the line. Fourth, yeah. Woo! We got there, fam. <laughs> it was a rough ride, but we made it. It's fucking bad, but we got there. <laughs> Dude, a third line of Helm, Jost, and O'Connor, like. You took a fourth line that had some fair question marks going into the season and, just, and immediately made it your third promoted line. Promoted it to the third line right away. <laughs> and this is and this is where, yes, look, sure, money is a problem, but it feels bad that they couldn't make Maltsev work here. It feels like there could yeah. have been a real opportunity to provide to Maltsev in an NHL lineup for at least a couple games, if not more. So, I don't know. It's it's a tough spot, and they look. There's also the potential that they play McDermott on the back end and just run eleven forwards. Don't. I mean, that's what they're doing, but without the back end part. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Because right now, I think you have to lean into your strength. What being your defense is really good if McDermott's not on it. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> lean into lean into your strength and look. If McDermott like takes a shift defensively, fine. Whatever. Um, but that's like it. Like maybe a shift defensively. Um, and it would only be because like a guy's having a skate problem and you know, you're this sure, guy's sure, unavailable, sure. you know, yeah. whatever. But uh, most, mostly I just, ooh. I would, I would lean into, I would defend my, my game plan. I would go full Ken Hitchcock. I will park the bus. <laughs> I would take the, I will park the bus in front of Kemper and try and block 4,000 shots tomorrow. And try and win one nothing. Get one goal from Miko. Maybe you get a goal from Berkey and then win one nothing or two one. <laughs> Straight up, I would park the bus, man. I would just say we are the best defensive team in the NHL. We're gonna lean on those guys. Uh we're gonna we're not gonna take chances. Yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna give them, you know, our defenders are not gonna be nearly as aggressive as they normally are, which unfortunately takes away from what they do well yeah a little bit but i'm not taking chances because you don't have your normal forward core to help try and figure it out all right so option number one uh no one important get injured is that the yeah that's really no all that matters for these next two games and, and survive the five minutes that you're going to be without nazem kadri when Braden shen fights him 14 seconds into tomorrow's game <laughs> <laughs> or whoever decides that they're going to fight him. So yeah, probably going to happen. Uh, anyway, yeah. Any any final thoughts here, AJ, on the Abs roster situation as it stands to start? This I mean, season? it's a it's a bad spot to be in, but you know what? This helps you. This 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 forces you to win in a different way. This forces you to kind of stretch yourself out and say, okay, we've got to find solutions here. We've got to find a way. Our regular identity of go super hard on the top line and then rely on a dominant defense and a good goaltender is not going to, it's not going to fly here. You don't have that top line. So you funny, it's almost the inverse of last season, right? 
last season the Avs had to find ways to win games with a defense that included guys like Keaton Middleton and Dan Renouf. Yeah. Now it's the forward core that you're YOLOing out Dylan Sakura's in your top six potentially. Yeah, Dylan Sakura, Stefan Mateau, Jason Magna, Darren Helm, and Logan O'Connor are all in your lineup. Instead of those guys rotating in and out on your fourth line, they're all in your lineup. Yep. Look, uh, Curtis McDermott cannot answer the bell for Nazem Kadri tomorrow, is what I'm saying. I, they have not gotten yeah. they they're they they might still want him to after the fall kit, they might still want a piece of him. The only person that can answer the bell for Kadri in any situation is Kadri at this point. So yeah. McDermott can't be like, I got it for him. Also, Kadri would be like, Kermit, please. I got, I got this. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's All not right. the type of dude. You know, like you could see, you could see if it was like Burakovsky, right? Where Berkey might be like, I'll let the big fella throw the fists. Totally. But not Kadri. <laughs> yeah. Not Kadri. Um, anyway. Yeah, so the Avs roster might not be the most exciting for Saturday night, but still yeah. super excited about the uh, this roster, roster. This roster would still beat Arizona 4-1. Oof. Because Arizona is so bad, man. Is there, the, this is, it's Friday night. We've all, we've all been, I imagine we've all been sitting around watching as much of the NHL action this week as possible. Yep. Just because we're all excited. Um, do you want to take a couple of minutes just to talk about the league real quick? Just because it's been fun to watch. I love the first week of the season. Scores are outrageous. Seven to six games, eight to two, six to three. The, just every game has been an, an absolute blast of a hockey game for the first week of the season. Yeah. It's so fun at the start. I <laughs> Arizona needs to not play Carter Hutton ever again. But <laughs> I mean, who do they play? I know that they're in trouble. <laughs> they're in trouble one game into the season. But it, that one was wild. Yeah, that Tampa Tampa Detroit game was bonkers beyond just the the Dylan Larkin punch to the face. But I, has anybody ever heard of the other goaltender that they've got in Arizona right now? I don't even know who it is. I don't. I don't. I can't say his name. I've never seen this person's name before. Let's see. Karel Vejmelka. Ah, yes, of course. They drafted him. He's a Czech goaltender. Oh, Nashville drafted him in 2015. Who's never played? I don't I don't know. Uh, he spent it, his entire career in the Czech leagues. Yeah. Um. So I did not. I worked the game. I worked the Avalanche game. So I haven't seen a game on TNT yet. TNT is significantly better than ESPN. Okay. Yeah, for opening weekend, they were significantly better. Yeah, Connor Timmons last night, that was bad. He struggled. He also, Arizona said, all right, bud, top pairing, go you're at next, him. You're next to Jacob Chikrid, go. <laughs> and it was like, as much as we might have liked Connor Timmons, that's a lot. Like, if you go back and listen to our love for Connor Timmons, we're like, oh, yeah, he'll work his way into your <laughs> top four as like your number four this year, maybe. Right. And you're like, he's our two. Let's go. He's he's next to Chikrin. <laughs> we got this. And it was just like, oh, no, 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 no. Maybe by the end of the year. Yeah. But on day one, <laughs> are you trying to drown him? Like, could are you trying to sink his confidence? Because that's, oh, my gosh. I, I don't mind the ESPN. So Arizona looked bad. The ESPN crews are fine. Like I have no problem with their their casting crews, but the broadcast standpoint, uh, first of all, the ESPN score bug kind of sucks. I'm glad that they're fixing VGS to VGK though. It's a good start. Yeah, uh, I don't think that V E J M E L K A is pronounced Korjanash or whatever Spencer <laughs> was trying to convince yeah. me of. Coronage Co is what they Cojan Cojanage. Yeah, no. V E J M A M E L K A. I have no idea what that guy's name is. Yeah, I like no idea. I liked Panger too. I'm I'm someone who likes Panger, but you know, I like I like Darren Pang, but they're they're so 
two things. He's got to be limited, and you've got to turn his volume down. Yeah, that is true. Um, the on the one thing I think ESPN did very well gave some people motion sickness, but the uh, the sky cam was dope. The sky cam on the power play, I, I loved it, but you cannot move it that much. Yeah, you just cannot move it that much. I just chill out. <laughs> so, uh, look. I think both ESPN and TNT are significant upgrades in NBCSN, especially NBCSN at the end there when they clearly didn't care about anything. Anything. So. And their crews were just awful, man. Yeah. It was all like Mike Babcock. Like yeah. You guys, you guys. That was rough, man. <laughs> it was so awful. And uh, I've actually, I love the studio crew that they have doing cracking games. Yeah. I know. I know this is not ESPN or TNT, but Allison Lucan is amazing. Let's go. She's so awesome. And more more of her analysis is what's up. All for it. I think uh... she's been an amazing Twitter follow for like years. <laughs> and seeing her on studio television, just she just like rolls right in and is like, yep, I'm better than everybody else at this. <laughs> She's she's only I think she's really only going to appeal to like your like serious hockey nerds. Otherwise, people are going to be like, what is going on here? Like, this is too in-depth. Well, if you're in this podcast, you got to be at least a little bit of a hockey nerd. So I didn't like Patrick Sharp very much. Like he was great to look yeah, at. Yeah, he was absolutely the eye candy for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't I didn't like I, I didn't did not think like he had any particularly in-depth takes or anything. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't, I have not, uh, I have not gotten to see the TNT thing yet because I worked. That I game. mean, let's be honest, Gretzky is on that, not for the hardcore hockey fan, right? Gretzky is on yeah. the cast to be like for casual fans, like, hey, we have the greatest player ever. Well, yeah, like, like the the NBA show on TNT is so good because. Uh... Don't even start the NBA show. Or we're gonna but, fart about, fight about Charles Barkley. Again. Well, because like like Charles Barkley and Shaq, uh, you know, like they're they're like they're all over the place, right? They're like really big personalities, but for casual basketball fans, like they're super recognizable guys. So yep. they you tune in to hear what those guys have to say. Getting yep. Gretzky on your hockey cast is just smart because for for all that's happened, uh. Gretzky, Gretzky is still the, the hockey name that Americans recognize. It's bullshit. Yeah. Quick recap. The suspension was bullshit. It's good to see you, though. <laughs> Thank From, you. Uh, first, whole first segment, whole first 20 minutes. Yeah. We really we get go back and, so. and we get into in-depth on it. But Oh, yeah. Ernie on, Ernie on the NBA show was awesome. I love Ernie. All right. I think we're we're good here, then. Yeah, it's been a really fun first week in the NHL outside of this Dops bullshit, yep. which I told somebody on Twitter the other day that this is like outside of like the, the rampant culture of racism and misogyny and homophobia that still is way too prevalent in hockey. Yeah, the same uh, the same stuff that's been swept under the rug for the last decade. Yeah, yeah. that still sucks. But. Yeah, like outside outside of all of that, the thing that frustrates me the most as a hockey fan is trying to figure out the dops nonsense understanding what they view as suspendable because it's it's the the least clear thing in the league outside of goaltender interference which is mostly just like made up on the spot yeah like who freaking knows <laughs> all right we're gonna get out of here for the day thank you everyone for watching listening however you consume the podcast if you're not a member Go become a member. Maybe consider buying a ticket for our thing tomorrow night. It's going to be awesome. We're super excited about it. The names are that are going to show up are going to be dope. It's going to be a great time. We hope to see a lot of you there. That's it. We're out of here. Thank you again. We appreciate all of y'all. We will be live post-game tomorrow. We'll see what it looks like. Like, uh, like AJ mentioned, we may delay the post game a little until like 30 minutes after the game is over depending on yeah. if we want to have guys on or not yeah we're not 100 percent sure like what our options are with the guys tomorrow 
Yep. Um, you know, if if Foot wants to jump on, and if any, if obviously if any of these other guys that that want to jump on, they're all welcome to be course. there. Yeah. Um, then we would love to have as many of them on as possible. I mean, we're just gonna fill up the whole studio, and Rudo and I are just gonna disappear while yeah, they are. Right. They just, all just bullshit about just the live game. Camera and, of them shooting the shit. Let's yeah. go. And it's it turns into the greatest podcast in history. Yes. <laughs> uh, that would be great, but we we aren't a hundred percent sure. So there's a chance that we we do something really awesome tomorrow, and there's a chance that it's just the two of us, and then something really awesome happens later. Yep. And you guys will see it in a few days, one way or another. We love all y'all. Yeah. Till tomorrow, we are out of here. Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places.